Hey friends, welcome back to this week's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. I'm your non-diet dietitian, trainer, and host Katie, and this is episode 270. Now, if you're listening to the show, there's a chance you care about your health. Hopefully you've moved past, you know, this really strong desire and motivator for weight loss. But regardless of where you're at on your non-diet journey, you probably have a variety of motivators or intentions, whether it's to decrease your risk of a certain disease, maybe you want to live a longer, more vibrant life, or maybe you just want to feel better. Maybe you've tried a number of things to improve your health, such as dieting, maybe getting more sleep, or even exercising more. We've talked a lot about orthorexia and how obsessing over your health can be detrimental. Another word for this that we're going to explore a little deeper today is called healthism. So today you're going to learn what healthism is, what are some of the effects of this mindset on yourself, but also those around you, and ultimately how to avoid it or just navigate it in this world we live in. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, a podcast about all things nutrition, fitness, and life in your 20s and 30s, all from a non-diet lens. I'm your host, Katie Hake, and I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and certified personal trainer. Join me here every week as I talk with interesting people and experts from all walks of life about their relationship with food and their bodies. I'll also share my experience working with clients in my private practice to help women find food freedom and body confidence. I'm on a mission to help you stop quantifying and start living. Learn to stop measuring your success by the scale and find your fears. Hey friends, welcome back. I'm clearly getting a little bit of a cold. Something, something's happening over here, but we're going to roll with it. One thing that has really gotten me through the past, you know, 48 hours of not like feeling under the weather is I got to see two of my besties today. One of them came in town. She was a quick visit. She's living in Texas right now, like bestie from childhood, like literally fourth grade. We go way back and it was just so fun. Like, you know, when you're, you, you feel like trash, but you're with the people that you love and like one of those friends that you just pick up, like nothing happened. Like, you know, I, we haven't talked in a while, like, cause life gets busy. It is hard to maintain friendships as an adult, but we just pick up where we left off and we laugh so much. And, you know, she's one of those friends where you don't really have to entertain them. Like, isn't that the best? Like the friends who come to visit or you visit them and it's like, they're like family. Like, so you don't have to, it's not a big deal. Like you can literally sit on the couch and you don't have to have plans because you know, whatever you end up doing, you're going to have fun. So my cup is really full from that, but I'm definitely going to sleep a lot longer tonight. So let's jump into today's episode. So we're talking about healthism and this concept, if you will, actually originated in the eighties and it was defined as really the preoccupation with personal health. And what it is, is it promotes that it's a person's responsibility. Like it is your responsibility to be healthy. Like that is your your personal duty, your personal responsibility. And if you're not, well, then that's your fault. If you're not healthy, it's your fault. You're not trying hard enough. Like basically what healthism is, is it's your health is your responsibility and that's it. Robert Crawford, I think he was a doctor, but somebody 
please fact check me on this. I, I promise the rest of my episode is research, but I didn't go down the rabbit hole of who this guy was. But he was really the first person documented to see this as problematic and really begin the conversations around the many, many factors of health. He also talked about the role that racism, poverty, socioeconomic factors, and even more really play into health outcomes. So healthism really creates this idea that if you're healthy, well, you're a good person. Like you're successful, you've maintained your health, like all these things, then like good on you. It's almost like this idea of success. And like, if you have the things, well, you're a great person. But if it's not, like if you're not healthy, then that's bad. And that's really shameful. And you should feel lesser than because it's your fault that you're not healthy. Healthism beliefs can actually influence the way that we view and that we treat others similar to fat phobia or racism or other biases that one might hold. So what's the difference between orthorexia, healthism? Why are we talking about this? So orthorexia is actually an obsession with healthy eating. And it comes from the Greek word ortho meaning correct and orexi meaning appetite. I almost like to think of it as a form of healthism. So healthism is kind of this umbrella of beliefs and the way, you know, how we view our health. Whereas orthorexia, I mean, as we know, orthorexia is actually a form of an eating disorder now, but it's kind of branches off from healthism. Orthorexia is really where someone is cutting out an entire food group, or maybe they're compulsively checking labels, or they get really stressed out when healthy foods aren't available. There's lots of signs and symptoms with both orthorexia and healthism that really overlap, unfortunately, with normalized behaviors of diet culture. So one might argue, you know, well, what's wrong with being concerned for my health? Like, So why is that a bad thing if I want to be healthy? And the reality is that this can be a very slippery slope and it can lead to some major unhealthy outcomes such as malnutrition, social isolation. We talk a lot on the show about the impacts of dieting and really a lot of those similar outcomes overlap. So these healthism beliefs, they pose a risk not just to the individual, but also to those around them who they're projecting their beliefs on. I mean, think about it like racism, right? Maybe you might not consider yourself racist, but let's say you somebody in your close circle or someone in your family, you know, the things that they say can impact what you say or what you think or how you feel, right? Or maybe if you've experienced racism and you know, the words of others and the actions impact. And so it's the same with this idea of healthism. You know, maybe you individually may not see it as an issue, but how your beliefs do impact the way that you maybe speak to or treat others. Think back to maybe a comment that someone has made to you about your health or maybe something that you've witnessed. You know, I think all the time about the clients that I've worked with and just comments that friends or family members or even healthcare professionals or even strangers make about, you know, well, why are you eating that? Or I don't eat this because X, Y, Z, right? All these things that we experience in diet culture, 
And it can be really problematic. And it's such a systemic issue. There's, there's so many levels to it. But the reality is that there is plenty of literature out there documenting bias in healthcare and providers having weight bias, viewing their patients as lazy or unhealthy based on their BMI or body weight. And research shows that weight stigma can actually lead to a number of poor health outcomes. I've also seen this in clients many times where, you know, they may not seek out medical care because there's a belief, insert healthism, that I should be able to figure this out on my own, or it's all related. All my health is related to my weight. So I should be able to figure this out. And there's so much shame in, first of all, recognizing that that's not the case, but then having to go to somebody or seek out help. And when somebody projects that bias or that stigma on them, it's, it's really damaging. Some other concerns, of course, are the risk of eating disorders and disordered eating, body image issues, perpetuating anti-fat bias in our society. And it's very much rooted, healthism is very much rooted in privilege. And it's just this assumption that everyone has access to the same type of healthcare, the same quality of healthcare, you know, access to foods, like your lifestyle. Like there's so much assumptions when it comes to the idea that your health is all your responsibility, because we know that there's so many factors that impact. So how can we shift away or avoid healthism altogether? And my first tip for you is to continue to practice your non-diet journey. You're already here. You're already listening. You're on that path of setting a good example, creating the right headspace, not just for you, but for those around you. In addition to this, be aware of your own bias. Really challenge some of those thoughts that maybe rise up either consciously or subconsciously about other people's health, about other people's body types. You know, are there things that maybe you hear others say and Challenge, see if you agree or disagree, and ask the questions that really feel uncomfortable. How do you view others? Do you judge people in larger bodies? Do you judge people's health choices? Get curious because that awareness is really where we can take the next step. My next tip, of course, is to read the intuitive eating book or reread it as well. There's also another awesome book coming out. I don't know if it's released yet. I think it's coming out in the spring, but I can double check on that. We'll put a link in the show notes by Christy Harrison. She is a phenomenal registered dietitian in this field. She is also the host of Food Psych podcast. She also wrote a book called Anti-Diet, which I know many of you listeners have listened to. And the next uh, book that she's coming out with or, or has come out, we'll find out, is all about wellness culture. And I'm so excited. I think it's going to be super interesting because she just jam packs in the science, but puts it in a way that is really digestible and easy to learn and easy to understand and just like gets you really fired up. So it's super good. And my last tip, of course, is to share this podcast with a friend or family member who maybe needs to challenge their thoughts as well. Because remember, fighting diet culture can feel like a really overwhelming task. But if you can start with first you and those in your close circle, be the example. I know together we can change the trajectory, change the future for, you know, our children or families. And I really believe that, you know, one day our daughters, our nieces, our nephews, you know, all the youngins, 
that they're going to grow up in a generation that's different. And hopefully we can learn from, you know, the stigma, the bias, the shame, the comments of our generation, and we can change it for the next because that's where change starts. It starts with you and it starts with your small circles. That's it for today's episode. If you enjoy this episode, don't forget to hit that follow button, subscribe, leave us a review and let us know what you think. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.